Chief Inspector West. Calling Chief Inspector West. Stand by for West. A crime file based on John Creasy's novel, Battle for Inspector West. Dramatized for radio by Maurice Travers. Battle for Inspector West, starring Patrick Allen as Chief Inspector Roger West of Scotland Yard and Sarah Lawson as his wife, Janet. Part four, bait for a bogey. Good morning, Sergeant. Oh, you're here, Inspector. That's a relief. Is it? Why? The old man, sir. Chatty's really on the rampage. Now, Sergeant Gill, if you're referring to the Assistant Commissioner, I suggest you stick to Sir Guy Chatworth. Uh, yes, sir. He's raising the roof, though. I've had him on the blower every half hour on the half hour, wanting to know where you'd got to. Hmm. Well, you didn't tell me, sir, so I couldn't tell him. That seems logical enough, Hubert. Anyway, he wants you in his office right away. In that case, I'd better trot along, hadn't I? Uh, good luck, sir. Oh, thanks. See you later. You're a dash sight too fond of taking off on your own, Chief Inspector. I'll remind you, this is Scotland Yard, not a fancy private detective bureau. Oh, uh, yes, sir. I give you too much rope, that's the trouble. You think I don't know what they all say? West? Oh, he can get away with murder. Chatty's blue-eyed boy. That's how I'm referred to, I believe. I wouldn't know, sir. Oh, wouldn't you? Don't just stand there like a stuffed dummy. Sit down. Uh, yes, sir. Have you seen today's papers? Not all of them, sir. I have, and so has the Commissioner. I've had him on the phone and on my back. Look at these. Christine Grant, still missing. No trace of millionaire's wife. Double murders and the vanishing bride. Tragedy strikes in Dorset Honeymoon Hotel. Newsmen are having a field day. I like the poor, sir. The press are always with us. Only a damn sight too vocal at the moment. What about this one, the Morning Echo? Read that. Uh, police raid on home of Sir Mortimer Grant. A search for corrosion? No comment from Scotland Yard. <laughs> I could give them a comment or two, but they'd be unprintable. I'd have got corrosion the other night in Sir Mortimer's house if young Grant hadn't ruined it for me. You're quite convinced Michael Grant did warn corrosion. And helped him get away, no question of it, sir. I suppose I can't blame him with his wife in Corrosion's hands. Not hard to put myself in his place, if it was Janet. Yes, quite. I take it the Dorset police are still watching young Grant at Uplands. They are. The minute he makes any move, I'll know about it. Mm. What about those names you found in Sir Mortimer's desk? I'm following that up, sir. I have appointments today with Sir Arnold Darner and with Lord Riversley. And the third one, uh, Laszlo Barai? He's away, sir, in Oslo, till next week. As government delegate to the Six Nations Economic Conference. Mm, these are pretty important men, Roger. You don't think you could be barking up the wrong tree, do you? Possibly. But it's the only tree I've got. Those names are part of a list. And whatever Corrosion's really up to, that list is a pointer. I'll swear to it. Yes? Yes, this is Corrosion. Who's that? No, I do not want your name. Give me your number. Fool, not the number of the telephone you're calling from. The one on your pass. Yes, the red disc. 32. Hmm. Very well. I'll make your report. I see. West has talked to them both. Dana and Riversley. Yes, you were perfectly right to inform me. You've done well. But the matter of Chief Inspector West is already in hand. Goodbye. All right, let's have it, Roger. We'll take the big industrialist first, shall we? Oh, Sir Arnold Darner's very big and very industrious. 
He was flying off to the northeast on an inspection tour of some of his factories. He gave me exactly ten minutes. Did you get anything out of him? A cigarette, the offer of a scotch, and a nine-and-a-half-minute lecture on how this country ought to be run on sound commercial principles. And the remaining half-minute? Thirty seconds was all he needed to say he knew nothing about anyone called Corrosion. He had no truck with people on the wrong side of the law. And what the devil was I doing wasting his valuable time? Hmm, what about Lord Riversley? I fared further, but no better. He wasn't any more help than Dana. Hmm. I'd like a watch put on both of them, sir. And on Laszlo Barai when he returns to London. You think it's warranted? Just in case, sir. Um, I've already got a man keeping an eye on young Grant's father-in-law. Oh, have you? You think Arthur Morley's liable to be further involved in all this? Oh, could be. Corosian's forced him into playing go-between once. It uh, could happen again. Mm. I'll tell you something, Roger. Mm. I don't, as a rule, find myself feeling any sympathy for murderers, but in Morley's case... I uh, know what you mean, sir. It's all a nasty business, of course. Strangling his wife, mother of his child, and all the rest of it. But in a way, rather pathetic. The unreasoning jealousy thing, you mean? Well, the man was an artist of sorts. Crime of passion and so forth, eh? And then after a reprieve and 13 years behind bars, the chap comes out to find his daughter snatched by corrosion day after her wedding. That is why I'm keeping him under observation. I've got to get some lead to corrosion and where he's keeping Christine Grant. Chatworth? Oh, yes, Sergeant Gale. Yes, he is. Uh, just a moment. For you, Roger, you're silent. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, yes, Hubert, uh, what is it? Well, this morning, but he wasn't hurt. I see, right. Uh, thanks for letting me know straight away. Uh, bye. Well, what was all that? An attempt was made at Uplands this morning to kill Michael Grant. What? Uh, someone took a pot shot at him. The bullet went wide. Bit of luck for young Grant that it did, eh? Yes, sir. But this will bear thinking about. Deserves quite a bit of thought, in fact. Roger, are you asleep? Yeah, mm, uh, no. Did you hear what I was saying? Uh, no, one. Well, I was. Oh, listen to that, Roger. Hmm? On the radio. Oh. Uh. Goodness, it takes you back, doesn't it? <laughs> they were always playing it at those crazy parties in the good old days. When I was still going to art classes and you were hoping like mad that one day you'd get to the yard. Hmm. There's a fine romantic response, I must say. Hey-ho. Little did you dream then, Janet, my girl, that you'd wind up sitting with a needle and a thread and a husband who grunts. Who'd be a wife and a mother? Who'd be a copper? All right. We'll have this off for a start. Now, my dear Chief Inspector, I think it's high time you told me what's the matter. Uh, nothing you need worry your head over, Joan. Oh, don't be silly, Roger. The boys and I hardly got a word out of you all through dinner. And ever since, you've been sitting in that chair like a stone image. What's wrong, darling? I'll give you three guesses. Corrosion? Right, first time. You're not making any progress, is that it? Progress? <laughs> I've forgotten there ever was such a word. Would you like a small piece of advice? <laughs> I'm obviously going to get it whether I'd like it or not. Yes, you are. Put all this business out of your mind for a few hours. Have an early night and, well, see what tomorrow brings. So that I can rise up bright and shining, wakey-wakey. And the bell goes for the next round, Corrosion versus West. And guess who'll finish up on the canvas? Roger, this isn't like you a bit. I've never known a case get you down like this before. It's no average case, Jan. Corrosion's up to something, and it's something big. I can smell it. I've known it, felt it in my bones ever since I heard he was back in England. And I'll tell you something else. Something I haven't even said to Chatworth. What's that? I have a notion that the whole of this affair so far, snatching young Grant's wife, the whole thing is, 
It's just a blind, kind of smokescreen. A smokescreen for what? Yes, that's the puzzle. For what? I'll get it. No, 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 you won't. You stay in that chair. I'll take it. If it's the yard, I'll talk to them. If it's the yard, you've gone out to the pub, the pictures, anywhere, but you are out. Chelsea, 1492. Is that Mrs. West? Yes. Sergeant Gill here, Mrs. West. Could I have a word with the Chief Inspector, please? Um, uh, Sergeant Gill, I'm so sorry, but I'm afraid he's gone out. He's just come back. Roger. Now, let me have that phone, Jan. Oh, no. Come on. Oh, you are impossible. I'll go make some coffee. Hello, Hilbert. Are you still on duty? Uh, not officially, sir, but the paperwork's been piling up. As usual, then. Uh, the thing is, sir, some information's just come in, and I thought you'd want to hear it immediately. All uh, right, far away. It's about Michael Grant. He's left Uplands. He's left? Yes, sir. But the Dorset inspector put a man on him. Grant's been tailed to the Excelsior Hotel in Skelbourne. You know the place? Yes, I know it. A resort on the Kent coast. And there's something else, sir. Yes? A report from the man we've got watching Arthur Morley. Morley's in Skelbourne, too. Is he now? Staying in a cheap lodging house. Must be planning a spot of painting. Oh? Uh -huh. He's bought himself some brushes and canvas. I see. Anything else, Hubert? Uh, no, sir. That's a lot. All right, then. Thanks for ringing. Um, any idea what this could add up to, sir? Only that Morley and Grant will be acting under orders from Corrosion, that's for certain. Night, Hubert. Hmm. Here we are. You'll have some coffee, won't you? Uh, yes, fine. And what did Sergeant Gill want? Oh, uh, nothing much. Uh, a message he forgot to give me. Hmm. Well, it's a wonder he didn't ring when you were fast asleep. That's the time the yard usually seems to call. Here, it's sugared. Thanks. Roger, hmm? I said it's sugared. Uh, oh, yes. Ah, oh, jolly good. Why doesn't coffee ever taste as good as it smells? Yes, 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 you like it when Julietta plays with you, eh? <laughs> My big, fierce Lucifer. <laughs> Strong, savage, devil dog. Those sharp teeth only bite when Julietta orders it, when she gives the word, eh? But like this, when we play, he's no more than a puppy. <laughs> only a puppy. Julietta. <laughs> Carosian, how long have you been standing there? A few moments. I have been watching. Of all the Alsatians, this one is your favourite, isn't he? <laughs> yes. No, 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 enough, Lucifer. Playtime is over. Quiet now. He obeys you implicitly. As I obey you, Carosian. You're a woman of great beauty, Julietta, my dear. But by far the most beautiful thing about you is what I have made. What Carosian has created. Devotion. Obedience with no obstruction from puerile emotion. I drink to you, Julietta. You are pleased, Carosian. I can see it. I confess I have some cause for satisfaction at the moment. My uh, arrangements for Chief Inspector West are almost complete. Michael Grant is in Skelbourne, waiting for his next instructions. And Arthur Morley is also at the resort. And Captain Marco has been given his orders. You are using the motor cruiser. It will heave to offshore by dawn. And so the strands of my net are spread. Do you think Roger West will step into it? You, my dear Julietta, with the assistance of your favourite there, will make perfectly certain 
that he does. <laughs> you hear that, Lucifer? Chief Inspector West's office, Detective Sergeant Gill speaking. Oh, West here. Morning, Hubert. You're in Brighton early. Oh, I'm one of these keen characters, didn't you know, sir? Oh, are you? Now, listen, Hubert. I've decided to go down to Skelborn, see if I can find out what the score is. I see, sir. But I want it kept strictly between ourselves, got it? Yes, sir. Uh, but what if Chatty, I mean the assistant commissioner, wants to know where you are? Just play dumb. You're going on your own, sir? That's right. Isn't that a bit dodgy, sir? Just do as I say. Keep quiet about it. Bye now, Sergeant. Oh, where the devil have those damn things got to? Oh. Jan, Janet. Uh, here a minute, will you? Where are you? In the bedroom. Oh, I'm coming. Should be here somewhere. Yes, darling, what do you... <laughs> What's the joke? <laughs> you are, Roger. Have you seen yourself? Hmm? That frightful shirt and that dreadful old sports coat. No trousers. Well, that's what I'm hunting for, my brown slacks, the old pair. Have you seen them anywhere? Oh, they should be in your wardrobe somewhere. Well, I've just looked. Well, let's see. And what are these? Oh, damned if I could find them. Thanks, Jen. Now then. Roger, what is all this? But you haven't shaved. No, Jan. Uh, no, that's it. Don't tell me you're actually going to take a day off and do a bit of work in the garden. Uh, not this time. Uh, I'm off on a small job. Well, didn't that get up? <laughs> what if that's supposed to be a disguise? I have to tell you, you'll never win any Sherlock Holmes award. Roger West ticks out a mile. You think so, do you? I know so, darling. You may be an A1 detective, an absolutely brilliant bogey. Bogey? Where on earth do you pick up all these underworld expressions? Where do you imagine? Uh, Jan, I don't know how long this job will take. Uh, I could be away for some little time. Uh, so if you don't hear from me for a bit, uh, don't get too worried. Uh... No more than usual, darling. After all, it's not the first time. I don't suppose it'll be the last, will it? Good girl. Shall I tell you something? What? You look smashing this morning. Smashing? Mm. You must have the sun in your eyes. I haven't done my face yet. Hardly had time to run a comb through my hair. And the overall effect knocks me out. Just come here, Mrs. West. Oh, now, Roger. Ah, ah, here, I said. But the boys are waiting for them. Come here. That's it. That was a bit overwhelming for this time of the day. In case I haven't mentioned it lately, I love you, Jan. And in return for that undying declaration, I'll expect a whacking great breakfast. So down you go to the kitchen and sharpish. Well, let's hear the rest of it, Sergeant Gill. Uh, that's all there is, sir. I see. I just hope I've done the right thing, sir. I... and I feel a bit of a traitor. The more I think about it, the more it bothers me, the Chief Inspector going off like that. I should damn well think it would. He was pretty insistent you shouldn't know about it, sir. He'll have my scalp, I suppose, when he learns I've told you. Well, I'd have had your stripes if you hadn't, Sergeant. Yes, sir. I have a good mind to have him anyway. Why the devil didn't you come to me at once? He'd be on his way to Skelburne by now. Then you do think I might be right, sir? That it could be a trap of Corrosion's? Well, anything's possible where that individual is concerned. And if it is a trap? Roger West gone marching straight into it, taking the bait, hook, line and sinker. Ah, all the obstinate, pig-headed... Gil, get after him. 
West has hounded Corrosion more than any man alive. If he falls into his hands now... Go on, man, get moving, and I'll contact the Skelvin police. Let's just hope we can be in time. Good morning. Oh, good morning. A fine day. It's a beautiful day. I see you don't object to an audience while you paint. Not in the least. In fact, I had quite a crowd a little while ago. Most of them children. Now that lady and gentleman and yourself, of course, are all that's left. Kids get bored that easy nowadays, don't they, Fred? Aye. It's natural. Children have more and better things to do at the seaside than watch someone dabbling about with a brush and canvas. You dabble to some purpose, if uh, that picture's anything to go by. Very kind of you. My hand has sadly lost its cunning, I'm afraid. I haven't held a brush for over 13 years. Ooh. Well, you never know. I call it a lovely picture, don't you, Fred? Aye, not wrong with that. Mm, just like a photo it is. Hey, Fred, there's one of them incisions coming this way. Let's go, love. I hate them brutes. Mercy, horrible, Adam. Go with them, quickly. I beg your pardon. Please, I know who you are, Inspector West, and you know perfectly well I'm Arthur Morley. There's no time. Quickly, before that young woman and the dog... It's too late. Right now, Lucifer. Ah. So, this is the celebrated Chief Inspector Roger West. You must be confusing me with someone else, young lady. My name's... Jack Robinson. Hardly an imaginative choice, and the disguise is not very effective. I don't know who you are, Miss... Uh... I'm called Julietta. The Alsatian's name is Lucifer. He has been very carefully trained, like your police dogs. If I utter one certain word, he will leap at your throat, Roger West. Well, that's a charming thought. I am sure in the circumstances you would prefer simply to accompany me. Where to? Glance out to sea. You will observe a motor cruiser. <laughs> Can't very well miss it. A handsome vessel, do you not agree? A very opulent. Whose is it? Was that a silly question? It belongs to Corrosion, yes. As you do, I take it. You could say that. Ah, <laughs> oh, be patient. Be patient, Lucifer. We will go in a moment. There is a launch waiting to take us out to the cruiser, Roger West, at the end of that jetty. It sounds as if I'd been expected. You have? Why do you imagine Michael Grant was told to come to Skelborn, and Mr. Morley here also? Carosian knew it would fetch you. Inspector, I had no choice. You can understand that, can't you? You have children of your own. Yes, two boys. I have only Christine, and Carosian's got her. I have to do what I'm told. You do see, don't you? It is time to go now. Come along, Roger West, and walk Close beside me, please. Not far now. We are almost at the jetty. Yes, 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 Lucifer, soon, my beauty. <laughs> he loves to ride in the launch. But you have not spoken a word ever since we left Mr. Morley. Are you always so silent, Roger West? When I'm thinking, yes. Share your thoughts. With your friend, Lucifer. With me? I doubt if your ears would be any more receptive. You are angry with yourself, is that it? For falling into Corrosian's trap? My mind was on someone else entirely, as it happened. Could it be by any chance a woman? And by every chance. My wife, if you must know. <laughs> How disappointing of you. In my presence, men do not usually think about other women. Their wives, least of all. We are here. 
Get into the launch, please. Prager, start the motor. Go ahead, Roger West. Oh, ladies first. Not in this instance. There he is. Come on, you chaps. Police? Sergeant Gill, what the devil? Keep them away, or I give Lucifer the word. And Prager is armed. He will shoot. <laughs> stay where you are. This fellow's got a gun. Someone will get hurt. Do as I tell you and stay back. That's an order, Sergeant Gill. Into the launch now. Hurry. Come, Lucifer. Now, Prager. Chetworth? Sergeant Gill here, sir. Well, Sergeant? It was a trap, all right, sir. But we were too late. Hello? Are you still there, sir? Yes, sir. I'm here. We came pretty close, sir. Not close enough. No, sir. The inspector was taken aboard a motor cruiser and she put to sea at once. I don't know how I'm going to break the news to his wife. All right, Gil. Get back here as soon as you can. Goodbye. Yes, the guy? Miss Fordyce, tell Summers I want him with the car out in front in precisely five minutes. I warned him, you know, Janet, this habit of going off on his own and taking the bit between his teeth. Ticked him off about it only yesterday. Damn it, the very next minute, off he goes and falls for Corrosion's bait. No, Sir Guy, he didn't fall for it. He knew it was bait. Knew? Mm, yes, I realise it now. The way he talked before he went off this morning, when he, he said he didn't know how long this job would take. Yes, yes, he knew. Good Lord. He did it deliberately. He stepped into Corrosion's trap with his eyes wide open. Well, Miss Julietta, now what? Have you been growing bored, Roger West? Not a bit of it. Sitting inside a locked cabin is quite my favorite way of passing the time. But you might do something about the view from this porthole. You do not care for looking at the sea? A little of that goes a long way as far as I'm concerned. How far are we going, incidentally? Or shouldn't I ask? I think not. But I can relieve the monotony for you. I bring you an invitation to dinner. Invitation? Now, isn't that delightful? It almost sounds as though I were in a position to refuse. You have always the choice of a hunger strike, but I would advise against it. The food on board is prepared by the former chef of a four-star Paris restaurant. Shall we go? The dining saloon is this way. This door? Give me your opinion of the decor. Do you like the colour scheme? I selected it. Pale green and gold. Very luxurious. And the table looks inviting. Do you not agree? There is nothing to show up silver so well as fine linen, I believe. And those bohemian goblets, too. I'm especially fond of them. I noticed the table's set for three. Oh, did I neglect to mention that we would not be dining alone? Who's making up the party? I am, Mr. West. Well, Corrosion. Oh, pour a drink for all of us, Julietta, my dear. Not for me. Don't be churlish, Chief Inspector. Or were you offended that I wasn't present to welcome you aboard? But there are times in one's life, and this, for me, was such an occasion, when the anticipation of the pleasure is almost keener than the thing itself. 
that was my only reason for deferring the moment of our meeting. I am sure you will not begrudge it to me. I've been wanting to come face to face with you myself for quite a time. But not precisely in these circumstances, I imagine. However, we must not spoil what promises to be an excellent dinner with such disagreeable thoughts. Let us take our drinks to the table. Yours is the chair on my right, Chief Inspector, as befits the guest of honour. Let me fill your glass, Mr. West. I've had enough. But I insist. I have a toast to propose. To the end of a long history of inconvenience which you have caused for me. The wheel, as they say, has turned to my advantage. It might still have a twist left in it to mine. <laughs> you would be deluding yourself to rely on it. Have you enjoyed the meal? The food lived up to my recommendation, I hope. No complaints. But I have one. You make a poor dining companion, my friend. We have hardly heard a word from you. Uh, perhaps Mr. Michael Grant should have been invited to join us, Julietta. Though I doubt if his conversation would have proved any more enlivening. Grant? You mean he's here on board? He is. And his wife? Is this where you've been keeping the girl? No. She is safe elsewhere. But, as I have assured her husband, quite unharmed. Unharmed? After being thrown into a nightmare, terrorised out of her life, is that what you call unharmed? Young Grant, poor devil, going through half a dozen different grades of hell. You feel sorry for him? What's so remarkable about that? But he helped Corrosian to escape from you, or did you not know that? Of course he knows it, Julieta. But as you see, the inspector is a man in whom the human sympathies run rampant. That's the last thing you could be accused of, isn't it, Corrosion? You, you... Is something wrong, Chief Inspector? You don't look at all well. My head feels funny. Spinning. The food. Something in the food. Quite so. You... You... I just... A small added ingredient, Chief Inspector. You've been listening to Patrick Allen and Sarah Lawson in the fourth part of Battle for Inspector West by John Creasy. Listen to Trail from a Tip-Off the next episode of John Fawcett Wilson's production of Battle for Inspector West. In Stand By for West, you heard Philip Bond as Michael Grant, Denise Buckley, Christine Grant, Hamilton Dice, Sir Guy Chatworth, Preston Lockwood, Arthur Morley, Eva Stewart, Julietta, Humphrey Morton, Sir Mortimer Grant, Francis de Wolf, Corrosion, Trevor Bannister, Detective Sergeant Hubert Gill. And Stand By for West continues at the same time tomorrow, and that tip-off that we heard mentioned is picked up by Janet West, so don't miss it. I'm Jay Rayner, and soon I'm throwing open the doors to Radio 4's kitchen cabinet once again. Peek inside and you'll find terrible sound effects, cooks, historians and food scientists. We're here! Regional recipes from across the land, including Godmersham, Leeds, Bristol, Dundee, Grantham and the British Library, and throngs of greedy audiences ready to pose their meaningful culinary questions. We're here. 
So come and join all of us. You won't leave hungry. The Kitchen Cabinet, available now on BBC Sounds. A terrace house is a static structure. It's obviously not designed to do any travelling. Unless, that is, it's the house in our new drama in The Seventh Dimension, which transports its occupants to an alien planet. I think the simplest answer is that the house didn't just move us in space, it also moved us in time. 